Good morning. Welcome to St. Matthew's. I'm so glad you're here. A couple of announcements, a few announcements before we begin to uh, prepare ourselves for worship. Um, the items for our newsletter are now due today, so if you have something that you want printed in our newsletter, it needs to be in by today or maybe Monday. <laughs> Jennifer is the one who puts it together. The lovely flowers gracing the altar have been given by the Turpak family in remembering Earl Smith, who was a long-time faithful member of our congregation. Thank you. It looks lovely. And finally, um, following our worship service, there is a town hall meeting gathering in the Kotmire room to answer any questions or concerns that you might have with the upcoming vote next Sunday uh, that's taking place within our congregation. So if you have any questions or concerns, uh, Seneca will be there to answer any questions. Um, following, immediately following the service, I need to excuse myself because I am traveling north to our family cottage to make sure everything is in order so I won't be a part of that town hall meeting. But uh, again, Seneca is going to preside over that and answer any questions or concerns you might have about next week's voting. know that no one lives forever. I remember in my first parish visiting a crusty old farmer who uh, accumulated a lot of good things, and we were discussing about death and can't take it with you. And he thought about it for a while, and he looked at me and he said, Pastor, I'm not going. <laughs> he wasn't going to die, he was going to keep it all for himself. You know, we humans, we do our best to make sure the family name goes on long after a member dies. And in our hearing of the gospel today, we have some Sadducees asking Jesus, whose wife would a woman belong to after she married all seven brothers? They died, and then she died, leaving no heirs. I'm glad we don't have that law today. I don't know if I want to marry my <laughs> brother's wife. But in the resurrection, whose wife would she belong to? You notice that there is a concern, according to the law of Moses, for a man's children to carry on the family name. And the real crux of the question is a belief in the resurrection. Is there life after death? And the answer that Jesus gives surprises the Sadducees and answers the question that people have asked ever since humans were created by God. In the present age we live in, people do marry. But after death, there is no need for marriage. Life after death is totally different than what we know it. And according to Christ, we, the children of God, become like angels. Jesus makes no bones about the fact that there is a resurrection from the dead, 
a mystery for many, and still it's hard for many, to, even today, to believe in. You know, on most Sundays within our worship, we recite the Creed. Usually it's the Apostles' Creed. And near the end of the Creed comes a very powerful statement which proclaims what Jesus said. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. For the confirmands, what I do when I come to that part of the creed, I make the sign of the cross, the sign of the cross. The sign of the cross was made over my, when I was baptized. It was telling me that I'm a child of God and God will never leave me. At my death, hopefully that doesn't come soon, <laughs> but at my funeral, the sign of the cross will be made again, saying God has not left me. The resurrection will come. And as Jesus said, I will be a new person because I belong to the God of the living and not of the dead. Making the sign of the cross is just an outward expression of my faith, which comforts me, knowing God is with me no matter what. And I often think of what Luther always said, Martin Luther. He said, you know when you get up in the morning, first thing you do, make the sign of the cross to tell you who you are and how you should behave that day. And when you go to bed, before you shut your eyes to sleep, make the sign of the cross to say that if I have not lived that day as a child of God, God still loves me and I am forgiven. Our reading of Job, it's a very powerful reading of what God can and what God will do. I use that often at funerals especially when one is cremated. At one time, Christians were afraid to be cremated after they died. Cremation reminded people of the fires of hell, and many believed that resurrection had to have a body present in order to be raised from the dead. Well, I say, if God who can create the earth and universe from nothing, surely God can create a new being from the dust of the earth. And as it said at the graveside, from dust you came and dust you shall return, well, that Lenten reminder from Ash Wednesday, it's a very humbling experience for all of us humans. I cannot give you any scientific proof of the resurrection, nor do I have to. Down through the ages, you will encounter Christians who I believe have had some kind of assurance from loved ones who have died and yet made some kind of contact that everything's okay. Everything's okay. I don't know how or why, but I believe in the many stories of people mourning the death of loved ones who are in some way comforted by something happening or said which tells them everything is all right. Having faith in what Christ said and did, knowing God is a God of the living and not of the dead, it gives us the will and courage to keep on living the life that is set out before us. One day we will be gone, but we will be part of that group of saints who are cheering the next generation on to keep on living and be the people whom God has called us to be. And we're not afraid. We're not afraid of death. In fact, it's another door to which God opens rather than closes. Thanks be to God. Amen.